Tim, get off your phone. We're good to go. I'm Instagram storing type things. Get off the phone. Cue the music. This is just a guide to modern life. Modern life is hard to get just right. It can frustrate you and annoy. And if it does, right into dear love joy. Welcome to the award-winning Dear Lovejoy podcast, and it's a mailbag special. During this podcast, I'm likely to be giving advice, so uh, please don't forget I'm not trained at therapy, finance, or medicine. So if you are taking advice off me, remember you're taking advice off a TV presenter, which, as we all know, is a horrible idea. Horrible, horrible, horrible idea. Horrible idea. Mark is here to keep me in check. Hi, Mark. What have you been up to? Hi, everybody. I'm well, thank you. I've been trying to motivate myself. That wasn't your question, was it? (laughs) Yeah, what? Okay, carry on. How how are you? You said you're okay. Okay, good. And I'm saying I'm trying to motivate myself to do more Instagram stories, Mark, and I'm struggling because um, it takes me so long to do But you don't do anything. True, (laughs) true. Do you know when Twitter was first invented and I went on it about 10 years ago, I thought the idea of Twitter was it was like, use your imagination. So I just did lots of lying on it. So all my first things were, oh yeah, I'm at a nightclub, I'm drinking this cocktail, I'm doing that. And I was just in bed doing it. And I thought that's what you did. I didn't realize it was supposed to be the truth. And then it sort of dawned on me that everybody else was telling the truth. And I had to, when I had to start talking about my actual life, it wasn't as good as my fantasy showbiz life that I was inventing so what, on Twitter. What are your Instagram stories then? I don't know. Do they I'm have just... to have a, some sort of structure, like a beginning, middle, and end? No, no, it's just a picture, Mark. And then, because you can swipe up a link, so I do lots of links to the podcast. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Tim Lovejoy underscore official uh, on Instagram. Because <laughs> some, yeah, I'm officially Tim Lovejoy. Because I think someone already had Tim Lovejoy, which is a bit annoying. Why would someone have my name? I've worked really hard with my name. Mark, it's my name, it's my birth name. Uh, it's award season, Mark, and I think it's about time we held another award ceremony, podcast uh, award ceremony. Actually, I was looking at podcasts the other day, <laughs> and they had, um, they actually had uh, something like podcast of the year as their description. I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what? Where did that happen? What is going on with that? What? What do you think? It's kind of... It doesn't really, I don't know, it's not really what, is it? Do we want to be nominated for an award for a podcast? No, we're just sitting in our kid, or do we? Do we, Mark? I, I don't know, really know how they judge it. <laughs> well, we're about to do ours. So uh, and, we, we won last year. Um, and the judges of ours are myself and Mark. Um, we sat down and we had a little bit of a conference earlier. Uh, Let's of, tell the truth. I haven't been in on this at all. Oh, this haven't is, you? No, this is all you. Okay, this is my... Oh, haven't you? <laughs> so you're doing what they do. It's all nonsense. Don't do the nonsense. All right, it's the deal. You, I came in and you told me what we were going to do. Well, I haven't told you who's won. No, but I'm... I, 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 went through, I went through the nominations with you and you agreed with them. I, I wonder well, who's you, won again. You, won, <laughs> you wanted to add some more. So last year, for anyone who doesn't remember this story, I used to give myself awards on Socram because I realised they're just either voted for by the public, I never vote for anything, or they're a committee. I've been on one of the committee. They're kind of a bit of a weird thing. I think award ceremonies are great, by the way. They, they work for everybody. The award ceremony... The makes, award to goes to the person that could turn up tonight. Yeah, but the, the award ceremony... Makes some money. The person who gets the award gets the 
some promo and it's get a stuff racket. like their award. No, it's not. It works for everybody. The, it's the viewers it's get a racket. the viewers or the listeners or the readers or whatever get to join in, and everybody gets to say who's the best in the world at everything, and that's kind of it. Everything turns. Everything in the world gets turned into a competition. And now podcasting, which I, I thought was kind of one of the hippie liberal forms of media, is now being turned into a competition. So we thought we'd join in, and what we thought we'd do is hold our own awards. Why not? Okay. It's cheaper than entering somebody else's. We got asked to enter one, didn't we? Didn't it cost money? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pay someone to spend enough on the equipment. Thanks yeah, very I mean, much. It's just, this is nuts. Why would you enter a competition? Anyway, so well, we don't have to because this one's free. So all the nominations, by the way, in this podcast, uh, in this sorry, in this award ceremony, none of them have had to pay a penny to be part of the nomination. Uh, process so is there is there sort of bronze and silver like the radio it's just it's it's an outright winner and everyone else is a massive loser yeah like the mercury's or the turner something like that it's just one winner that's all it is so it is time let's 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 have some just have a moment of silence before we get into the awards ceremony just to prepare myself i am sitting here obviously in full tux um i'm not really podcast lies <laughs> i'm actually sitting here in a squash outfit I'm, i've got the headband on and the whole lot and i've got some uh, i'm wearing some uh deodora beyond ball classic trainers and uh a tight yonix top right uh time for the dear lovejoy best podcast in the universe award 2019 i've got 18 here because it's from last year what do we call it That's so last year tim what, do we call it 19? Yeah, I suppose so, it is, it is yeah. 19, yeah? Yeah. All right. But this is basically based on the work done in the previous year. Yeah. So, yeah, 2019, that's how it works. This, and it's also based on what you've listened to. No, I have. I've <laughs> listened to every person who... who has, has ever made a podcast. <laughs> I've listened to all the nominees, Mark. Okay. So the nominees are... <clears throat> Mark Maron. Woohoo! What the fuck? Joe Rogan experience? Yep. Brilliant. Uh, Sam Harris. He's just changed the name of his. What's he changed it to? The Awakening or something? Waking Up. Is, is it, he's just changed the name of it. Let me have a look. Um, this is not the most slick You don't get this ceremony. from Stephen Fry, do you? The making Baptist? sense. Right, okay. Making sense. Sam Harris making sense. This Life. What is it called? This American Life. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh, here we go. Dear Love Joy. That's us. That's us, Mark. Cut away to us we're sitting there it's us big smile on our face don't know what to do because the camera's pointing loads of empty bottles of wine on the table desert island dis doesn't really count radio show but we'll put it in anyway because it's good distraction pieces scroobius pip richard herring leicester square theater podcast yep my dad wrote a porno yeah and komodo mayo's film review love that one doesn't, ah. really, doesn't really count as a radio oh, show but brilliant. we like it so we'll put it in there okay so it's that moment all of the nominations are all the nominees sorry are, are, are worthy of this award come on you're milking only, this now <laughs> there can only be one winner and the winner is Moonlight no La La Land Dear Love Joy it's Dear Love <laughs> Dear Love Joy you can you hear that oh there you go that's it hang on let me start that again <laughs> let, let me do we'll, yeah <laughs> let's start, start we'll, we'll do it again come on come on and the winner is Dear Love Joy. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank Cheers. you. I'd like to thank Mark 
because he's here with us. Uh, Mark probably like to thank me. Uh, that's it. We've won it two years in a row. So now we're the uh, multi award winning uh, Dear Love Joy podcast. Uh, how's, how's any updates on health? I know our listeners like to us to talk about our health. Are you doing anything new? No, not really. Still slugging along. I'm still getting stuck into my intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah? How, how are you finding that? Yeah, because I've now given up coffee as well. It's just water during the day. I find that I'm, I'm worried that I'm not eating enough calories at the moment because I'm only eating two meals a day. And I'm just, I, I don't feel very hungry. Don't count all. calories. Yeah, no, true. You don't count calories and you don't get on the, what did, what did. Um, don't get on the scales. Yeah, what did Joe Weeks call them? The scales of hell or something. What did he call Sad them? step. Sad step. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good yeah don't get on the scales just realise how you're feeling but I'm not that hungry at the moment which is which is quite strange I've also um, uh, on Sunday brunch the other day I did Tai Chi oh yeah and I've always looked at Tai Chi and thought oh, it's a bit weird it's a bit slow while they're standing on a tree all that sort of stuff and I did it and it is brilliant honestly we only did a little bit rehearsal and then we did a bit on the show but I loved it the you rehearsed that the feeling <laughs> The feeling of relax. I'm going to ignore that. The feeling of the feeling of um, uh, relaxation. I'm going to definitely try Tai Chi. I've got to find a good school though. The guy, the only day the guys could do it for beginners was a day that I couldn't do. Who came on my show? So I'm going to find a school in London and tie, try Tai Chi. If anyone else has done anything like that, let's know what they think about it. Whether it's worth me pursuing it. It just felt good, but I don't know whether it's just a one-off thing. I've also got shoulder problems, Mark. Oh, I can't. Geez. I cannot believe it. I, I, I've got a. A sh- now a shoulder problem. I've had a back problem, a knee problem, and now a shoulder problem. I'm so upset about it. What? What? Was it all taped up like a footballer? I've taped it. Yeah, <laughs> you have actually taped it. It is. It's all taped up at the moment. What I went have you to, done to I it? went to see the physio. Well, I went to see the physio, and I said to them, "Look, I'm on TV. This really shouldn't be happening to me." Because no, of course, no. <laughs> I worked really hard to go on to TV, and, and so why on earth? Um, have I got this shoulder? So she started asking me questions. And I said to her, yeah, I've got the bit there where I say I'm on TV. Yeah. Have you have you taken that bit down? She goes, yeah. And I said, so I'm on TV, so I really don't want to be having a you know, shoulder. You know when you when you <laughs> fill in like an online form and it has like Mr, Mrs, Miss, can you get a TV? TV so you're going to be yeah. TV Tim Lockjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I should do. So I said, so we... So she started banging on about, she was going on all about the health and stuff and she was going, you know, what's your routine stuff? And I said, I don't think we're talking about the fact that I'm on TV enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's really amused me. Anyway, um, Physio told me that my body is twisted and uh, it's all connected. The knee is taking the stress because my hips are twisted, my back's twisted, my neck's twisted. So they're trying to untwist me. At the moment, um, I'm so sick of going through physio and stuff because everybody. And you know when you say to someone, "I've got a bad shoulder," oh, have you tried this? Have you tried acupuncture? Have you tried this? And it's like it's a minefield. This woman though, she seems to be good. She knows what she's doing, and basically she inflicted pain on me. And she's so got, she got like a big hammer. She had a big hammer, and she said, "Stop talking about being on TV." <laughs> she was hitting me with her big hammer, going, "I get it. You're on TV. You work really hard to get on TV." <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll update you on that. I bet you can't wait to hear how my back is getting on. Uh, and by the way, I'm doing my first YouTube interviews um, at the YouTube space this week. Uh, my first guests are Pixie Woo. So I'm going to do some interviews at YouTube 
for the YouTube channel. We put these podcasts, not this one actually, we don't film the ones with the mailbags, do we? Because we quite like just doing it audio. Yeah. Because we like the purity of audio. But all those specials we do, we film them, we stick them on YouTube. I'm doing some other ones which are um, at the YouTube channel. So go on to YouTube, at the YouTube space, which is uh, in London town. Um, I can't wait. I think it's going to be really exciting. It's more of the same, long form conversation, which is what I enjoy doing. I think is uh, it kind of feels like the future to me to be doing that. Um, even though I still love doing my TV work, I think this feels really good as well. Uh, so if you can follow me and subscribe to me on YouTube, that'd be good because there'll be some good content up there. And I, as you are the listeners of my podcast, I'd appreciate the feedback to know whether you like it or not. Um, are you going to be able to do that with your bad shoulder? I don't know. I'm going to pull out pull out of an interview because of your shoulder. <laughs> I might have to. Right, let's get on with some letters, shall we? Some emails. Uh, this comes from Martin. Hi, Tim. Listen to all your podcasts, but never emailed. So here comes a review. After recently boycotting the news in all forms, six months and going strong, TV, tabloid, web base. I got sick of the repetitive, overreactive nature of the mainstream media. Without ranting, I feel it to be an extremely propaganda-led system where truth can seldom be found, which leads me to my review. I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of YouTubers, self-made, low-profile YouTubers, mainly car-related. And I've um, overlooked the honesty factor. People are stuck in a headline reading society and have extreme tunnel vision. I feel your podcast brings a great insight to the truth of many backgrounds, celebs and professions, which I'm sure comes from self-regulating the content. I think more people need to discover these other forms of media where we can actually relate in truth rather than being told how to think or react. Brexit, roll eyes. Thanks again, Martin. I, I love that because that's how we feel we're going with podcasts, isn't it? I've, I've decided not to listen to... I don't. The first thing I do now when I get up is not put any... I don't read any news on my computer or put any on the TV because it just sets me up. It, I just find it so tiresome. Mm. The, the, the sort of... Just, just put in that sort of misery. You know, somebody's died in the other part of the world. And I'm like, I don't want to know that first thing. I can't do anything about it. I just feel terrible. I feel miserable for that person or that family or the people who left. And, you know, should we really be putting ourselves through that? I know a lot of people think, yes, you should. That's what exactly what we should be doing. We should Not be only should you put yourself through it, you should argue about it with other people on Twitter. Well, yeah, especially if it's something to do with, with, with politics. But the problem is, and um, I think podcasting is really changing the world. I think that's why Mark and myself, I mean, Mark really got me into podcasting, but I think that's listening to them. And also we, we discussed and came in to do this together, but it's sort of really changing the world a bit because it's because of the long form. Um, it, it changes why we're doing it. Normal media basically needs clicks and headlines. And it's always been that way. Don't pretend it's just happened now. I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment on the war on drugs. And because um, we're going to be doing a podcast on that soon. And uh, it's the headlines and the news of the world and all the other papers, which really generated the, the, the fear of the drug world and what was going on and the misinformation to get a headline to, to, to sell a newspaper. Same thing now. They need the clicks to do it. Whereas long form, if you're interviewing someone for an hour or so, you know, you basically get to the bottom of the, the story, don't you? Mm. And the other thing about podcasts is they're, they're cheap. There's not much money in them. Um, <laughs> Mark, uh, we can't even afford the batteries, can we? Uh, so if you're doing, you know, if you decide to do a podcast, and God bless you, you should do one because they are good fun uh, if you find something to do. Um, but they're not, they're not going to, if you think you're going to get into podcasts to get rich, then don't because there's just, there's just not as much money floating around. It's not like TV or, or you know, the TV's where the, uh, movies is where the real money is. Then you look at... Uh, oh, TV actually now. Well, drama. TV, yeah, drama. TV, long form TV is where it, drama, can, yeah, and, and and then you've got and then you've got um, studio type shows stuff I do, 
uh, and then radio, a little bit less money, and then podcasts, nothing. By the way, no. you, but 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 um, so the YouTubers they trump everything because they're making they're making the people who sit it in costs their, absolutely nothing. And they're sitting in their bedrooms just taking pure cash with no overheads. Yeah. <laughs> And they're good at what they do, though. I'm not anti them at all. What they do, they well, work. You're, you're on the bandwagon. They work their nuts <laughs> off. Oh no, I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not going to be sitting in a bedroom doing that. I just want to do more long form content. That's what I want to do. So, so that's what podcasts are. They're sort of cheap to make. Just do it from your kitchen or somewhere like we're doing here, and then you know don't make much money. That's why giving an award from them don't is, don't even offer the person who comes to help you with it a cup of coffee. You did get one earlier, Mark. <laughs> don't lie. Um, but that's why giving an award for a podcast is bullshit. We don't get involved in that. The, the podcast world doesn't really, you know, we should all just be looking after each other and self-promoting each other and just going down that route, shouldn't we? And that's, I mean, that's the way they're doing it all in America. And I just think we should carry on doing that. You know, that's, that's, that's the way it is. But I love doing it. I think that, I think podcasting is brilliant. And, um, and I like, I like the fact that you're getting long form information. If we did one on Brexit, it would be an hour long and we'd get an expert just to tell us their opinion on it. And, you know, and that's the way it would yeah, go. Yeah, but from which side? Everyone, everyone has an opinion, expert or not, has an opinion on it. Yeah, it's true. What do you think about it all? Should we get involved in that? No, <laughs> Absolute, let's not. Absolutely Cause, cause, not. Because we're just doing the same as everybody else, aren't we? Uh, yeah, so I love it. I love this new form. Um, and by the way, I heard a, a fantastic rumour the other day. I was talking to someone who, in the know. And they said that because drama does so well on Netflix and Amazon Prime, and uh, obviously the terrestrial channels over here and Hulu have done it. Everyone's done it. That there's been a massive, huge investment from all these companies, um, including all our terrestrials, uh, BBC, ITV, Channel 4, etc., into their drama because it's doing really good business for them. But it's very expensive, as you know, because yeah. cheap, cheap drama looks cheap. So you have to spend a few quid on it to, to get up to a level. Everyone's spent their money on it, and apparently no one's got any money left. No. So they're scrabbling around now. This only I've heard this through rumor. They're looking for studio shows, lots of them, because it's a lot cheaper to make. So this glut of a massive glut of drama we're having at the moment, films and and drama series and stuff. Apparently, it might be coming to an end soon. There's still going to be lots of drama, but they're running yeah. out of money, so they're thinking, "Oh, I'm not sure we can spend that much." How true that is, I don't know. It was just you, a, a conversation I had with someone the other day. Did you see there's a new drama on Netflix called Dirty John? No. And it's based on a podcast. On oh, a, wow. On a real life, you know, like a true life podcast. Well, Mark Maron's is as well. No, 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 no. As in, it's a, it's a no, that's a c- comedy. No, right. it's about the podcast. Oh, no, this I see. is the story that someone did on a podcast. And oh, it's, and, I see. And, and, they've, and they've, it was stuck a, a serialized one. It's called Dirty John, and they've turned it into, uh, and it's Eric Banner, who's brilliant. I'm still on a, I'm still on a podcast, uh, not a podcast, Netflix Detox. I'm still doing it. You're missing some good stuff. I know, but I'm reading a lot of books. I've got a lot, we've got a lot of podcasts coming up with experts, and I've got to read through all their books. I've got Joel Brandreth. We booked him. Did you see him on Sunday Brunch? He was amazing. He was very funny. Um, but I didn't know he had a book out, The Seven Secrets of Happiness. Wasn't that what he was plugging? No, he was going out on tour to tell stories. Oh, right, eh? So I've got his seven secrets. And so it's not a long book. I'm going to read that. He's coming on a couple of weeks and he'll tell us how to be happy. Um, and also not to eat anything. He doesn't eat anything anymore. He's like gone, gone off everything. He doesn't eat dairy or meat or anything. I don't know. 
eats toast, apparently. Right, dear Tim and Mark, this one comes from Rankin. Um, thank you uh, for putting a lot of effort and time into your podcast. Uh, the passion and the effort from each episode clearly shows that you guys really care about your podcast. Yeah, we do. Thank you. I've recently stumbled on your podcast during a difficult time during my cancer recovery and getting back to work, which is psychologically hard. But your podcast has taken my mind off my own thoughts and put it into your kitchen and on the journey through each episode and for that i thank you both so please please do not stay stop making these and thank you guys for diversity in each episode it's refreshing to listen to do you know what that's very nice thank you very much that's so lovely and it's also the same experience i've had um uh, when i go through my difficult times um with my uh mental health i i often have found that podcasting uh, was a real relief. I used to always say, you know, uh, if you have a book, you're never alone. And that's kind of true. But I, I went through some such dark times where I couldn't even read books. That They were just, I couldn't even concentrate. You can't really do it while you're walking. That's the thing with books, isn't it? You want to... I couldn't concentrate on the words. I'd read mm. two words and my mind was so so dark and it was like, but a podcast could actually break it and get into it in its long form, as we say. So I've had that same experience. So uh, thanks for the feedback. Love that. Simon says... Dear Lovejoy uh, and Mark, having listened to... Ep- Dear Lovejoy, yes, he said it. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> having listened to episode 111, that's 111, uh, I, like you, are superhuman. I can eat anything, even coriander. Ah, damn, you're better than me. I can't eat coriander. I don't like truffle oil. I like truffle, but I don't like truffle oil. Goat's cheese. Go- don't like goat's cheese. I don't like celery. Um, truff- oh, celery, celery, I've... In my older life, in my later years, I've come to very much appreciate that. Oh, maybe I'll give it another go then. Just so it tastes like, sort of like, I don't know, licking a batch I or make, something to I me. I make homemade mayonnaise, ketogenic mayonnaise, and I just have a little dunk with a bit of celery. It's delicious. Really? What's in ketogenic mayonnaise? I put in uh, light olive oil. Right. You know those immersion blenders, you know, the ones, the stick blenders? Yeah. In the pot that it comes with. Yeah. 150 ml of light olive oil. Yeah. One egg. Yeah. Um... Egg white, or and then I just to- no no just to- then I bl- and I just blend it and it, yeah. and then I skip it out and then I mix in side of so, uh, side of what's it called apple cider vinegar yeah there you know the good stuff yeah and a little bit of Dijon mustard and some salt it's delicious lemon no well you got mm. apple cider vinegar so that's that's where your acid's coming from cool all right <clears throat> I like you as superhuman I can eat anything even coriander there must be a word for those of us who can. You have vegan, vegetarians, etc. So what? What are we? Normal, maybe. That's actually a good idea. We need to remarket people like us who eat everything. We need to remarket as everythingians. I don't eat everything. Everythingians. What everything don't you eat? eat? Bread, pasta, rice, potatoes. Don't you? No, loony. Um, with regard to, <laughs> would I rather? It's weird at the moment, actually. Right, let me finish his, his uh, email. With regard to, would I re- rather hear celeb episodes only? Definitely not. I love the fact that the podcast is not full of people trying to flog books, TV shows, or the latest album, but is a great mix of everything. Which, in my opinion, you get right every time. Thank you very much. We just do stuff that interests us. That's basically where we're going. With it. There are loads of celebrity podcasts out there. Let them do that and stick with what you do, which in my opinion is brilliant. The other problem with doing, oh, he says, keep up the good work. I would still love to hear Paul Heaton if you can get him on. I asked Paul Heaton to do it. And he said, Tim, I would absolutely love to do your podcast, but I don't come down to London. Right. And he said, if ever I do. Fair, fair enough. And I just thought you, that's really cool. You don't come to London unless you have to, do you? It's really cool. He lives out. Where does he live now? Does he live up in Hull? Where's I don't know. 
wherever he lives anyway and he thinks I don't want to come to do you see that brilliant footage of him which did the rounds where he was just doing oh, in happy the, hour again ho- hotel room yes yeah um, yeah Jackie Abbott yes, tweet, that's right. tweeted it so if you want to see it he's just in a hotel room doing a version of that it's they, just, they both are both singing aren't yeah they? it's yeah. just magical it's just a beautiful moment it's really good I've been thinking about fussy food though how are we getting fussy with our food Mark um, is the next evolution of the human this where we move towards these these things or is it just a see i think you're being a little a f- unfair on fad. fussy there because when we did that study we mm. realized that everyone's body is different and reacts to different things and it makes people feel differently yeah so i think fussy is unfair i would say yeah bad uh, clumsy use of words um i think i think everyone's different what's a, what's a better word than fussy because um, people are people are taking different oh is it the evolution of the human that we're all going but at the moment people are doing it blindly though aren't they like we had we had data to back up our da- data data we had data we had data to we had data to back up our never say that again <laughs> his face his face when i said data brilliant uh we had data to back up what okay. to try and back up what we're doing yeah right that's what we're looking at but data. you know how certain food for example if i have a sandwich at a writing meeting you can cancel the afternoon. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so there's people who I'm not aware of this at all. Every right. time I've given anything up, I feel the same. So I've never been aware of anything that I've eaten. Has done. All I know is that I, when I gave up eating lots of refined sugar, I stopped having migraines. So that's yeah. all, that's the only thing I've ever ever known about. But apart from that, so we're doing it blindly. So, so we get, fussy. So if we get <laughs> fussy. So if we're going down the vegan route, then we're then you know you're just doing it blindly. Or if you're going the non-dairy, or you're doing yeah. this, or doing, doing doing that, maybe you're just doing it on evidence. And what my worry is <clears throat> is the French paradox, that that famous thing. Look it up on Twitter, where the, it always comes into a food argument. The French paradox can't be bothered to explain it, but they eat lots of rich food and have no. no I am explaining it. <laughs> they eat lots of rich food and don't have lots of um, heart problems. It's because their food's good. Because their food's good. Because the people. Because the, the they they eat differently. They they drink well. Whatever. So there's so many it, different. It's really funny. You listen to the American podcasts and they all talk about coming over to Europe and going. Oh my god, the food doesn't make me feel like I want to kill myself. They all they all um. They, their food, their food in America is so full of sort of antibiotics and hormones and you know GM, you know, to an inch of its life. So I, when they come, they they love going, love coming to sort of Europe and especially mainland Europe, right, where the food I, is just of a better quality. I had someone on my podcast who was talking about antibiotics, and and he was an American guy actually. Oh, was he from Canada? Anyway, he had one of those accents, but he'd said uh, <laughs> that's clumsy as well. <laughs> wow. He's he said. He said... Um, should, we, should we start this again? <laughs> I think we might have Maybe to. leave out the podcast bit at the top. <laughs> he, said, he said the award. He said to me, uh, he said that the... Um, uh, he said what we don't realise in this country, Britain, our, um, our uh, regulations on antibiotics are better yes. than anybody else's in the world and better than Europe. So we, we think to just... I'm not pro-Brexit... But one of the interesting things is with the Brexit game, we all think, oh, no, our standards are going to slip. We're not going to keep up with Europe. His, he was saying, no, Europe have to keep up with Britain. Our standards are higher well, than everybody else in the world. So we can pat ourselves on the back every now and then. We've been doing this pretty well. And he did say, don't buy American meat because yeah, it's yeah, full of it's, antibiotics with the bad stuff. And stoppers. sweets as well. Apparently there, some, there was some, uh, some farmers, and this, this is hearsay, so don't quote me on this. But there was a far, there was a farmer feeding his livestock sweets, really, just to fatten them up. Oh my god! <laughs> you just think 
that's shocking I, I think the theory with, with food for me at the moment is don't eat too much don't overeat that's the, that's a real change in my life from being a young man to an older man is i just ate so much food when i was a kid because i just it was always i don't know whether you were a young man just hungry all the time from a child all the time i got to got to an age where i just, it just my body was just storing it as fat and so i so i don't overeat i think it's nice to get hungry and um i just think eat good ingredients that's that's where I'm at with it at the moment. That's what that's what I think. But I'm not leaving out anything of my diet at the moment. But I'm not saying never. I might go vegan one day. I, would, I th- about four or five years ago I thought about doing it, and then and then and then I didn't. <laughs> Let's move on. That, you should, you, that, that sounds like a great Instagram story because um, it had a really cool ending. <laughs> No, I just take a picture of my dinner and put it on Instagram. What I started then to just do, get loads of hate from so people. My, my Instagram stories, I just started taking pictures of my empty plate and said, oh, lovely avocado. And I just did the empty plate. I thought it was funny. And then my daughters told me that I don't, that they didn't get the joke. So why would anybody else? So I keep doing it. Yeah. So I went, oh, lovely steak. And it was just the empty plate with a knife and fork on it all the time. <laughs> I don't think my humour um, translates onto social media. To, to humans. <laughs> to humans, yeah, maybe. Dan says, took kids for a day out to give wife some peace. Bought a dog. Should I tell her? Oh, my God. Holy shit. This was on, this was on Twitter. Like, you can't just buy a dog. That is a family decision, isn't it? Yes. That, especially if you're like, took the, day out, took, took the kids for a day out to give some wife some peace. You know, I, who's going to look after the dog? They need a lot looking after. Comes back, comes back with much less peace than when she started. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I, and well, I was thinking about decisions actually. Um, I think what you have to do with decisions if you're in a family, if you're in a, if you're in a partnership, woman or man, or oh god, clumsy again, or man and man, woman and man, gender, gender fluid, transgender, all the combinations. What you have to do is if you're in a partnership with somebody. <laughs> Mark's just shaking his head, looking at me. <laughs> if you're in a partnership with somebody, what you have to do is you have to say uh, to them, um, like, it's a small decision, like, oh, should we paint this room pink? It doesn't, you can always repaint. Uh, how long does it take you to repaint a room? 24 hours, if that. Five hours, six hours, depends on how big the Well, if you're painting over pink, Tim, that's going to take a few coats. A couple of it? coats, but you can do it. So if someone goes pink, just go, oh, God, all right, then, yeah, let's do it. Because you always paint over it. It's not massive. Uh, you know, oh, I think I, we should buy this new set of towels or something. You go, all right, they're just towels, you know. Big decisions. Cars, moving house, holidays. Big decisions. Takeaway. What, what I had to have for takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? No. Any, uh, maybe. That could ruin a day. Someone gets Chinese. Whew, no. Don't you like Chinese? It's just all sugar. Oh, it tastes like a big bowl of sweets. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I love China. I've not had it for a while, but I love it. Well, even the duck. Oh, crispy duck roll. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, that's something yes, else, isn't Mark. it? But everything else is just, it's like my, sweet soup, isn't it? My daughter today was eating ham and she went to me, um, oh God, I don't know how I should say this. She said to me, does the pig, does, the, does this hurt the pig when I eat it like this? And I'm going, oh my God. She's really working out that she's eating animals at the moment. Right. And we, uh, like everything, we've moved so far away from nature. Whereas Did you say, put it between some bread, it will soften the blow. <laughs> but we've moved so far away from nature. I, you know, I imagine 200 years ago, they'd see the, the animal. They wouldn't get to eat much meat, but if they did, they'd see it be slaughtered or they'd be yeah. around it or understand it. And we're just so far away from it now. If it comes in a packet, doesn't it? We have no, it might as well be a strawberry. Um... 
Uh, anyway, that's what you do on decisions. Back down on the small stuff. You want a good life. Back down on the small stuff, big stuff. That's where you step in and go, family meeting. We need to discuss this. But just let, you know, let that. I mean, I'm terrible at this, by the way. I'm really not good at a good example of this. But that's what I'd like to be if I was in a partnership. Right, let's hear from our sponsors. Um, this podcast this podcast is sponsored. Actually, let's hear from our sponsors. Here's the theme tune to Cooker. Pronounce spelt quicker, pronounce cooker. Go for it. Turn on the cooker, cooker spelt with a Q U. Turn on the cooker and instantly make a groove. Turn on the cooker, cooker spelt with a Q U. Turn on the cooker, hot water for vegetables too. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Cooker, spelt Cooker, pronounced Cooker. This amazing painted invention delivers instantaneous 100 degrees boiling water plus normal water. Um, normal hot water, sorry, normal cold water, and even filtered cold water, all from the kitchen tap, saving water, energy, money, and time, and far safer than a kettle. No kitchen is complete without its cooker, spelt quicker, pronounced cooker, <laughs> the tap that does it all. Visit quicker.co.uk for details. Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. I love my cooker, Mark. I really do. What do you actually use it for? Tea. Vegetables. Do you know what I did use it for the other day? Uh, you know when you cook like uh, stuff and it gets the it all gets um, it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for into the cooking I don't know. pan. We don't know. Tim. The cooking pan. You know, into the cooking pan. The you know the, it gets because it's been baked and it was baked on. Baked, what were they saying? Like, baked on grease. That's what right. they'd say. Just get the really hot water onto it. it moves it away. Fantastic. Like a pressure washer. Kinda. But you're doing it right with 100 degree uh, water. Yeah, and I do love it. I do love it. And I love the sound of it when it goes on. I always think, oh, that's nice. Have sound a nice, of the future. Nice cup of tea. I'm living in the future. Ooh, I do like it. I do like it. The Jetsons tap. I do, no, one's ever, no one's ever had a hot water tap and regretted it. That's for sure. Not had a kettle now for about maybe five years or something. I love mine. Um, this comes from Running Rebel. Um, what, 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 who? Running Rebel. That's the name of them. How can I convince peeps that after being single for 14 years, I really, really am happy being on my own? And it's just important. Don't worry about what other people think. It's how you feel that's important. Uh, everyone else is just an extra in your story. Um, and I that tell only, you what, that only That only works in film extra. <clears throat> so you would say a character, a character in your story or an extra in your film. So I don't want to... Yeah. I didn't want to correct you, but but I have. A character in your Instagram story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You are right. But, you know, the, but I, I think the, the sentiment is the same. Oh, I kind of think everything's a drama. That's how I visualise my life. I'm the star. I'm the TV Tim. <laughs> I've worked really hard. I've got a bad shoulder and I worked really hard to get on television. <laughs> I love celebrities who do that. I've worked so hard for this opportunity. Yeah, no shit. Everybody else is working hard as well. Um... If you want one of the keys to life, this is uh, this is important. You need to stop worrying about whatever uh, everyone else is thinking. It's become really apparent recently in my life because one of my friends and his girlfriend have split up. And 
I speak to him on a regular basis and he's absolutely obsessed with what she's thinking. And he keeps saying to him, what do you think now? What do you think she's doing? What do you, what, when did that happen? What do you think? What do you think? And we all do it. You know, everyone's done it. I do it. Everyone's done it. You know, it's sad. It's tough. She's probably doing the same thing. Thinking, what's he doing? What's he doing? What's he thinking? What's he thinking? But what she's thinking is of literally no significance to your life. Once you've moved on and you've decided that's it and you split up, what, what does it matter what they're thinking? What does it matter what anyone's thinking? All it matters is what's your life and what you're thinking. The one thing you have the power to do is realise what you're thinking and stop. No one really tells you this, but you do have the ability. That's what meditation and mindfulness and all that stuff's about is learning to actually go, God, I'm really angry that someone's cut me in the car, up in the car, but how's that helping my life? Not at all. Why am I angry? It doesn't matter. So they got him in front of me. It, it really, the great scheme of life. Oh, it, do, it does if, if they stop you, if they get through the light and then it turns red as you get there and you think, it doesn't if, matter. You, if you hadn't have done that, I'd be getting through those traffic lights now. It doesn't matter. No. When you're lying on your deathbed, mate, you're not I'm going. still going to think of that no, arsehole. <laughs> you would. You know, none of it matters. And as soon as you can learn which I'm struggling with, but I'm getting better at, is as soon as you can learn to go, why am I thinking that? That's just not absolute. What a stupid thought that is. And when you think it, you can change your thought process. And then I promise you, it comes back. Your thought process will come back. You get angry about the guy again later on that evening and then angry again. again. You just got to keep on going, what a stupid thought process. Um, it's tough to do, but you can do it. Have you, you, you got the ability to control your own mind yet, Mark? <laughs> Sounds bizarre, but it's true. Have you got the ability? Do I look and sound like I have the ability to, <laughs> to control my mo- emotions, uh, Tim? You wait till one of the pearls of wisdom coming up. Was, oh, God. Now we're doing that, are we again? Yeah, I was, oh. re- I was really struggling with one, and you're going to love it, because it's, oh. it's right, right up your, right your strata. Um, again, don't say that again. <laughs> I, think uh. I, I think I speak for everybody listening. You sounded like some sort of 80s yuppie. <laughs> Um, dear Lovejoy this comes from Nicola dear Lovejoy well done she said it uh, what we need is a jingle for when people say dear Lovejoy like a round of applause I, I used to have one didn't I it just went Lovejoy Lovejoy I, I, but I think it's sort of more of like congratulating them for getting the dear Lovejoy bit of the podcast and actually doing it in the email maybe that that applause thing you had a minute ago maybe that would double up what do you think can, can do we won't then. Uh, well, it's, it just means it's more work for me to. All right, well, don't do it then. Uh, your episode with Dr. <laughs> Julia Shaw was really interesting. The night before I listened to it, me and my husband had a conversation about whether America using the atomic bomb on Japan in World War II was morally correct. I thought not. Their combined death toll, according to Wikipedia, was 0.5% of the total deaths in World War II. I couldn't see the justification for it, but my husband thought that the prevention of more deaths made it morally fine. Mark, what's your opinion on that? Oh, no, you're not doing that to me. <laughs> yes, I am. It's a good one, though, isn't it? It What's is that? a good one. That, that moral, that moral dilemma. Do you, do you put an uh, atomic bomb on Japan in World War II? It's only 0.5% of the deaths. It stopped the war. One of the, one of the, feature, one of the significant things, I believe. So what do you do? Do you, do you go with it or not? If you're, uh, if you're you know, your um, Prime Minister of Britain, are you sending an atomic bomb out, Mark? I don't. I, I don't know which way I go on that. I'll have to it's think just, about it. I t- specifically why I didn't go into politics. Really? No, no, I just said that. I don't know whether I would. Anyway, um, oh god, I, I really want to say yes to that. That was a good idea, but I think that I think the uh, 
any sort of uh, bomb like that is just horrific and we should sort of try and get rid of them. They're not going anywhere, are they? Because we've invented them. But I just think, oh, I don't know. Oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to think about it now. Okay. What's my, why is my brain thinking about this? I can turn it off. Oh, I have. Anyway, uh, that's not why I was writing, says Nicola. I'm a teacher in Scotland. And the part of your discussion about killing baby Hitler kind of links to a massive part of my job at the moment. All right, so just to recap on that, in um, Dr. Julia Shaw's book, she talks about an experiment. It's an old experiment. Many of you might have heard of it. By the way, listen to the podcast with Dr. Julia Shaw. It's a few ago. It's great. And she talks about um, uh, whether you had the opportunity to kill baby Hitler, whether you would, knowing the atrocities that he goes on to do. Um, Anyway, we've been doing so... There's uh, a much easier solution to that. Kill his mum. No. Dad? Well, you so say you're going back in time. To Grandparents. Change. No, you go, you go great back. Grand, you great go granddad. Back, just wait. <laughs> you go back in time and um, you go into his art class and you give him a good grade. And that's it. How was it? How, is that why he... Is that, he was a... He, yeah. Is that why he, he was, was angry? Fa- he was a failed artist. And that's why he was angry? That and World War One. I mean, it's a couple of couple of factors and unemployment and everything yeah, else yeah, which was yeah, going yeah. on in Germany at the time. But well, how old was he when he was an art student? Then, I don't know, because this goes on to what she's about to say. Right, go on. Um, so Nicholas says we've been doing so much training about the effects of ACEs, ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, and toxic stress on brain development of children. Our babies' brains aren't fully connected when they're born, and everything they experience for the first two years of their lives especially shapes how they behave for the rest of their lives. Domestic abuse, poverty, divorce, drugs and alcohol, grief and uh, a failure to have a secure attachment to a parent, there are loads, determines how your brain forms and therefore how you respond to things. I'm not sure I've given a great description. I think you have. Anyway, I wouldn't um, kill baby Hitler. I'd try and change his path through his life. I work in a really tough school and uh, all of their behavior is a product of their environment and i have to believe that we can change their path so they aren't part of the shit environment for the next generations yeah i just i just i agree with that that's what i said about i wouldn't kill baby hitler i wouldn't kill baby hitler because i'm not in the business of killing babies firstly um uh and i also think that's exactly true you could probably change the course of action over his life um, I've looked into this a lot. I've looked at a lot of podcasts about this, and I know it's cliche, but you should look back at your childhood for the reasons why your life laws might not work. That doesn't mean that your parents or your um, siblings or anybody in your peer group are bad people. But what it means is we can only uh, we can only learn and do what we've actually um, got in front of us. So that's exactly what's happening with this. Uh, I tell my kids all the time to question all the nonsense I tell them. Um, because I say to them, you know, I definitely, definitely have it all wrong. So don't feel pressure not to be like me. I definitely have it all wrong because I've suffered from, well, not suffered, I've had depression. So clearly I've got it wrong. So I say to them, everything that I tell you, make sure that you question it over and over again. Stuff that happens in your childhood is not necessarily um, correct. And the laws, I mean, that's half the stuff that I've struggled with is I've got really weird views on the world and life. Mark. <laughs> You've gone quiet. I thought there was someone at the door. I think that might be one of my daughters just arrived home, is it? How is it? Hello? Hello? See, that or someone's broken in just to, to stove our heads in. Um, should we talk about our other sponsor here? Oh, anyway, yes, th- thank you, Nicola. I do think that's important, by the way. It, so if you are... It, 
ever thinking, God, well, life doesn't quite add up. Look back to the things you learned in your childhood. Question everything. You know, I think that's a that's an important thing. As I always say, I I, I mean, like, I'm not an expert on depression. I know nothing about it apart from my own experiences. And I do think, I do think it's. It, I, I tend to think now it's not a bad thing. It's just your body and your life saying to you change the way you feel change everything in life and change your thought processes that's the way i've sort of um, managed to get some relief from it uh beer 52 is sponsoring this podcast um i oh. knew there was someone rustling up G- genuinely i could uh, I've, yeah i could hear someone go wow, on hold on tim's just going to the uh, front door i thought i could hear someone faffing around on the doorstep uh, it's some sort of delivery, and <laughs> holy mackerel! Oh, get in! Oh, you're kidding me! It's the beer from Beer Fifty Two. Oh. oh, how good's that? We've just had the arrival. Hold on. Um, that that genuinely, hand on heart, hasn't been set up, has it? No, not at all. <laughs> we were just funny. about to do the read. That's so funny. I'm going to give you the box. Okay, watch my laptop there, matey. And a knife. Okay. And See, the excitement you get from a bit... The excitement you get from a Beer 52 delivery is no. ridiculous. Well, any, any subscription... I'm not saying this let's, is let's, not a great one, but any subscription service is brilliant. I have a chocolate let's, one let's, as well, let's, and it's just great, but this beer one's going to be fantastic. That, genuinely, that wasn't set up, was it? No, that's it wasn't. The, that's it the most... <laughs> Oh, it feels like it's set up, but I promise you it wasn't. Okay, whilst you open that, I'm going to say, how would you like a free case of craft beer? We've just got one. Uh, well, as a listener to the show, we'd like to thank you for listening uh, to, with the help of our friends at beer52.com. And it is friends, because I like to think, I know Fraser and who's the owner. What snacks have we got? Uh, they are rosemary and thyme. Oh. Souffles, rosemary and thyme, pita chips. Oh, let's try one of those. So you get with it. Not, you, not on the microphone. It's well, disgusting. Well, I'll have one while, while we're talking in a minute. I'll just go no. open them and I'll smell them. So, so just go to beer52.com. That's a beer, B-E-E-R. Not this again. You've got to know how to spell beer, Tim. I just never know how many... How many oh. Oh, it smells good. Beer52.com, B-E-E-R, 52 as in the number.com, slash Lovejoy, to claim a free case. The perfect chance to get some special beers in. Look how excited we are. That it's actually, so right. excited. It's like it. It's like a, it's like it's a little... It's like Christmas. It, it's a little thing. Like, it could be Christmas every I'm saying, this happens with my chocolate one as well. It arrives, I'm like... And I don't really Look, eat... Until, until they sponsor us, Tim, they're not getting don't another mention. Don't talk about mention. that. But, but I just... What happens is I just... Ooh get quite excited about the idea and I look at the chocolate ones and I think oh you get four bars of chocolate one a week for a, a magazine month. here uh, you get your magazine as well what's it called again ferment ferment that's it ferment. ferment ferment um uh beer 52 is the world's most popular monthly craft uh, beer discovery club searching Absolutely. out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bringing them back to their members okay now this they theme it every month you get eight and they theme it every month. Um, this one is for rugby fans out there. This month's theme is inspired by Six Nations as part of Beer 52's Rugby Nation case. Try amazing craft beers from each of the six countries' greatest breweries, including England's Five Points Juicy Parallel, Italy's Aura, O-R-A, Incredible Italian New England IPA, and Ireland's White Hag Little Fawn Session IPA. Enjoy uh, the carefully selected craft beers while watching the rugby games or whichever sport you prefer, pick your favourite, and rate them at beer52.com, um, which beer will win. Oh, okay, they're going to go to and rate the beers. 
vote for England. Right. So, um, Mark, do you want to get a couple of glasses and crack one of these open? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to go a, for a five what? points. I, What's that five points? Five what, points where's that is, from? I think I want... Five points is England. England. No, let's not go for England. Let's go Italy. Aura. Incredible Ital- Italian. I just, ha- I just had that one out. Let's go for that. The Italian... Spelt like Rita. Rita Aura, yeah. Yeah, go on. Let's crack that open. Get a couple of glasses. And I'll finish reading this out. Um, so as a listener to our show, you can try your first case for free. So you can get a free case of this. Just pay £5.95 postage. That's um, eight incredible craft beers, the Ferment magazine, a snack delivered next day, shipping. It's a no-brainer. So the way it works is you, is you subscribe, you get your free case. And then if you don't like it, uh, the Italian one, if you don't like it, then you just ca- you just cancel um, and you don't have to do it anymore. But if you like receiving them and you think it's a good thing to do and it's value for money, then then obviously do it. Uh, as you can see, Mark and I get very, very excited about, about these things. So uh, there you go. Um, so, you know, we thought it might be my daughter, but actually it was a man delivering craft beer instead. Um, <laughs> right, so let's taste this one. This is Aura. Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's... Re- I'm really- glad you like it because we couldn't have t- two, two in a row that you'd... <laughs> so on the last time we did this, there was the milkshake, blackcurrant milkshake one. That's good, isn't it? You like that? That's so nice. That's so good, that one. That's really nice. It's kind of citrusy, isn't it, in a way? Anyway, in the last one, um, the black the blackberry milkshake one, I didn't like it and... And I was worried, and I you said to so wrong by about it. As well, yeah, you way. loved it, and I didn't like it. And I said to Biffy, "I'm really sorry, but I don't like it. Were you insulted that I didn't like it?" And they were like, "No, that's the idea. You get all these lovely beers to try from around the world, and then you can decide what you like." Right? Apologies. I'm going to try one of these rosemary things now. So this is an Aura Hazy Heart um, with mosaic and citra, which I'm assuming are the hops. Are they? Go to beer fifty two. That's B-E-E-R, the number five, two, number 52.com slash lovejoy. And you can get a free crate if you want to uh, join them. And you get a free one. <clears throat> 5.95 is all you have to pay for the um, postage to you. Right. Uh, Fiona says, Tim, loving the podcast. They're really nice as well. Sorry. Loving the podcast. Um, uh she says this, dear Tim, loving the podcast, except the Christmas mailbag. Let's do it yourself. Utter chaos. <laughs> a bit like this one. Read God, she's going to read that again. That's she, really, Fiona's going to hate this read one. That again. That's loving really the good. podcast, except the Christmas mailbag. Listen to it yourself. Utter chaos. <laughs> read the above podcast. I find details about schools really interesting at the moment. So we're living in Germany and my kids go to an international uh, private school. Okay, so obviously in Germany. Um, the way of learning is very interesting with a completely different system. Google it. Primary years program, middle years program, diploma program, and international, oh, I don't know how to say this word, baccalaureate? Yes, that's right, yeah, pretty much, roughly. Mm. Also, you and your uh, man need to check out German scores. They do have a two-tier system. At age 11, the teacher and the parents, until recently only the teacher, decide whether the child should go to a gymnasium school. Nothing to do with keeping fit. It's the name of the school system, which is route to university or go to the real school, which is the route to get a trade 
very different than a one size fits all that you talked about. Anyway, I thought you might be interested to know, um, as you like talking about schools and school systems. Yeah, I do. My kids went on a, by the way, she says, I love the Judy Murray podcast, the best so far, and Johnny Vegas and Peter Blexley. I did get round to, um, uh, I did get sent round the twist by Rick Astley. Um, what does that mean? Is that good or bad? I don't know. I love the Rick Astley one. So there you go. Anyway, I thought Rakassi was great. Anyway, uh, love the show, as they say, uh, to Steve Wright, says Fiona. Um, so, yeah, talking about schools, uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea, though. At 11, you have to decide whether you're going to go to the academic route. 11 is very young. Uh, or you have to go to the real school, which is a route to get a trade. So, so that's, that's, just, that's just a little bit bizarre. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I, I tell you what I found the other day. Is my, my, my children, the older ones, went to a, uh, what was it called? UN, UN model or something it was called. And all different schools went and they pretend to be the UN. Everyone had a country. And oh, okay. They came back. They could not stop talking about how brilliant it was and how excellent it was. And they were telling me about well, this country and that country. And they had to put laws through and then de- decide. UN Council, that's what it was called. And they had to put all these different laws through. And then they had to discuss it right. with, with other school, with other countries, what they thought. And they came back absolutely buzzing. I thought, hold on, that is what we should be doing at school. Learning about how all the other countries think, because it's a global world now, a global population. This is what the sort of stuff we should put in the agenda, where they're actually going and actually making out their part of yeah. the UN Council. That is a great thing to be doing. And, you know, I have got, yeah, I think I've got very opinionated about school, but, but I just think we need to make it fun. And we've got to get them so they come home every night buzzing and can't mm. wait to get back up. I buzz when I go to work. And I think, you know, when you do your writing and stuff, you must buzz because it's a yeah. good, good feeling. And it's, it, you know, get yeah, there are boring jobs out there, I know, and there are people who don't like their job. But let's not do that for our children. Let's make it so that the children's good fun to go to. Um, Carol says, uh, "Is it too soon to shop for my spring wardrobe? Am I jumping the gun?" Um, <clears throat> I said to her, "Maybe not, but don't overshop. Less choice, less decisions, less anxiety." Which brings me nicely onto the point that I am desperate to do it, and I haven't done it yet. I've, I'm not sure whether I've talked about this in the podcast, but I want to get a uniform. I've reached that age where I think it'd be a really good thing if I just had one outfit, but multiple, multiple versions of it. So I had like six pairs of the same jeans or three or four. I used pairs. to do that. Black polo shirt and jeans. That's right. all I just wore. Get the same. Desert boots, black polo and shirt, jeans. the thing jeans. is, I don't remember you doing that. That's before I met you, before I oh. knew you properly. Okay. It was my early 20s to mid 20s, yeah. And I just think if I had one outfit that I really liked, I went out with a girl once and she had uh, a woman, she had two outfits. She had little black dress and biker boots, leather jacket. And she had a white um, t-shirt, jeans, trainers, and like a plaid jacket with a fur collar. She had two outfits. They were her two outfits. And I said to her, you've only got two. I went out for a while. I said, you've only got two outfits. And she goes, I only need two outfits. These two outfits, I can go anywhere with them, wear anything. I don't have to make a decision. Yeah. So she had three of the little black dress and she That's had what Einstein, white t-shirt. That's what Einstein did, wasn't it? Well, it's what Steve Jobs did as well. Yes. And it's what apparently Zuckerberg does and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, this is so good if you just yeah. take another decision out of your life. I do like clothes, but if you find one outfit you really like, maybe you could just have five days a week, one outfit. And then I'd love to, you know, Simon Cowell does it. What's his outfit? He's got two outfits. Really three, long trousers. Three outfits. And a white t-shirt. He's got ill-fitting jeans, white t-shirt. Ill-fitting jeans, black t-shirt. Uh, a black suit, white shirt. That's it. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to start filming these just to get your face on there, Mark. Because it's just a picture watching your, <laughs> watching your face. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. 
If anyone's done it and tried it, please let us know because I just think it's great. Obviously, there are things like uh, uniforms in work, and I wonder how, you know, I suppose that's a good idea. You'd have to decide then what to do. Right. Uh, ben says, Dear Lovejoy, thanks for doing the podcast. I've listened to a few now and enjoy the mixture of guests and you sharing your thoughts. You've probably um, been given this suggestion by now, but on the uh, back of the approach to drugs policy podcast at 107, I found the book Good Cop, Bad War, a way in on a complex subject. This is because Peter Blexey was talking about it. Um, anyway, he says, but one that impacts everyone in one way or another. Uh, the author is ex-cop, now key part of Leap UK, which is the uh, law enforcement against prohibition. Um, he's booked. That's exciting. We had someone else email us as well, uh, or tweet us, sorry about this. So thanks, Ben. But we've actually booked him. Uh, Neil Woods is coming on the show in a couple of weeks. And we, I mean, I'm reading the book as we speak about drug wars, it's called The Real Inside Story of Britain's Drug War. And... It's just amazing where we got to. It's, I mean, it's chaos. It's an absolute farce and it's a mess where we've got to with our drugs situation in this country. And um, I'm not going to ruin it now and I'm not informed enough to, to give any opinions, but I'm absolutely fascinated by it. But just, uh, I'm halfway through the book and I think we've made fundamental mistakes with what we've done with drugs in, in the world, not just this country. So uh, I think that's going to be f a fascinating um, uh, when that comes to, uh, when we come to do that podcast. So I look forward to that. That'll be about three or four weeks time, I reckon. Uh, Stuart says, um, oh, this is this is good, Mark. You're gonna like this, Tim. Your best remedies for man flu, please. Do no. I enjoy podcast. No, 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 no. First of all, get rid of the expression man flu. Except being ill, lots of liquids, lots of calories, and most importantly, sleep. The the man flu thing. We so we've said it before. It it grinds my gears. It's just really mean. Yeah. It's really mean that you're like sitting there and you're at work, say, or you're at, wherever you are, and you go, I'm ill. And they go, man flu. It's like, what? I can't be ill. I, I, you, everybody else in the world can have sympathy for things. And I, I'm not feeling great. And I'm telling you because I'm communicating this because either I should be going home from my workplace or I should be you know, taking it easy or whatever it is. And you're just going to shout at me, man flu, which basically means... I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't believe you. You're suffering really small amount and you're making a real fuss out, out of it. It's just, I just think it's mean. Yeah. It's nasty and mean to do that. And I think we should just try and get rid of that stuff because it's just, I don't know. I think real pressure now for men. Every time, every time you, you get ill, you man flu. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just nonsense. So you don't tell anyone ever, do you? No. You're real. It's just no point. Apart from you with your back and shoulder and your knee. Oh, it's worse for me. You've got man knee and man back. But it's worse for me because I'm on TV. You've got man man shoulder. Imagine what it's like when I'm man I, shoulder. I'm on. Uh, <laughs> you imagine what it's like for me. I'm on TV and someone says that. I mean, I work really hard to get on TV. Have you got then, TV knee then? <laughs> and people don't believe me. TV back. Um, okay. Uh, love the podcast. I only came across it one week ago. Catching up um, every day. I really enjoy Paul McGee and Ronnie O'Sullivan. Would be great if you could do. Oh God, another good one for you here, Mark. Would be great if you could do a podcast about messy and tidy partners. Me and my wife split up last year because of this. She's really untidy, and I'm one of uh, God's tiny people. I've not got OCD, but I like to have the house tidy when leaving and tidy when settling down after my tea. My wife is the polar opposite, and she couldn't handle my ways. It gave her anxiety to be like me. I accepted her, but she was trying to be like me. We're still living apart. 
but get on really well so i suppose it's all worked out for the best all the best david i don't know what to say about that because i i imagine there was obviously some other issues going on it wouldn't be just being, i don't I, know because I, I've, lived, I've, said I've lived with some heroically messy people because you're really tidy aren't you uh, yeah you are and i know you are i know sometimes you look you come around here and i can tell by the way you look at by like, the way i'm picking stuff up and yeah, saying and tidy it up <laughs> is your dyson charged <laughs> Have you been burgled? No, and I'm and I'm desperate. To, I'm desperate to be neat and tidy. I said this on a podcast the other day. I'm desperate to do it, and I'm trying really hard, but I, it's just not you, in me like a, it is with you've you. You've got a four or five year old. I mean, it's it's well, seventeen year olds are worse. God, really? you see in their bedrooms. Oh my dear, my days. But um, yeah, and I I think if you are, I think it would just drive you nuts after a while. And I I do, I think the thing is, it's it's not for you to get messier. If you say you're not sort of being compulsive about it and not being over the top, like counting things and making sure they all line up and stuff, because if you are, then you need to ease off a bit. But I think it's up to tell your partner that they have to come up to scratch because I would love to. I would love to be neater and tidier. I think it just it just makes life better. And the other thing you can do is just get rid of stuff. Get more stuff. Listen or read that Marie Kondo's book. That's good. And just get rid of everything. More more minimal your house is, the easier it is to keep tidy and keep clean. I suppose that but i would love to be better at that and just looking around here but it's all these books i'm reading constant books i'm reading for the podcast i've got three or four on the go always at the same time and they just they just pile up i suppose it's not, it's not just the books there's a food all over the floor as well. you've arrived just after my five-year-old has had lunch yeah still yeah I mean, you're right you are right i, I mean, should have i should see i was because the train was cancelled i was late you had an extra half an hour just to whiz around with a dyson <sighs> He is right. That's that is the, that is the sad thing about it. He is right, and and it's a lesson learned. Now, <laughs> I think I, you know, I think if just no, just you have to treat everyone the same. If David Beckham was coming round here, you'd have hoovered, but because it's just me. If well, David Beckham, he's he is very clean. But you he always, likes, he, if, he turns his he turns his coke cans round in his in his fridge so they all face the same yeah. way. What I would do Would you, if David Beckham was coming around here, would you have hoovered? I think what I'd have done is I'd have gone, David, David, I've just got to pop to the shops. Walked out, left him for an hour and hope when he come back he'd he tied <laughs> everything everything's facing the right way. Do you know why I think that happens? I don't want to use the word O C D because it could be clumsy. No, 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 that's it, not it, you haven't I, you know. No, it could be clumsy that's, if that's I was, really that affects people's lives in quite Because a, people have said Gaza's got O C D and David yeah. Beckham's got O C D and all that sort of stuff. So so again no, that's, it, a, it, that's an ill that's a yeah, it might be the wrong thing, but they do like cleaning and checking and stuff like that. So I, I don't know, but but I do think that comes with superstition with footballers as as well. It sort of gets in their in their yeah. mindset when they start. And I, I always said with footballers, and they should break that that uh, superstition stuff really early. So when they've started doing like I put my right foot or shoe on first, or Paul Lintz, I've got to be the last one out of the tunnel with my shirt off. Do you know? Do you remember that? Never put his shirt on so he was leaving the tunnel. Right. He was always last out. All those sort of things. Just say to them, no, break it early. When you're 16, break it. When you're 15, break it. Whatever. Because And just go out and see if you can play without that happening. Sarri, the Chelsea manager, apparently... He's, well, I mean, it might not be by the time this podcast goes out. Yeah, true. Very, very true. But apparently, he, he's so so superstitious that once he crashed or scraped his car up or something in the car park, and because of that, he did it every single time. That's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah, but that's where superstition but gets you. No, and, I don't, and I don't mean that nuts in, in, the, in that sense. I mean nuts as in, why would you... That's, that's just a waste of money. Well, yes, but that's what happens with people. With that waste of money. 
I suppose if you're earning as it's much got money, money to burn, yeah, but they do. Scrape. They do. So that's that's the deal. Right. Um, okay, final one here before we get on to our pearls of wisdom. Um, uh, my partner won't touch me. I have raging hormones. What do I do? That comes from Tara. Um, com- communication. I, it's just, it's just, or or you could. It's like the tiding thing. Both of both are really similar. You've got to, you've got to do communication with that one. You've got to say, look, I'm horny. You're not touching me. I, it's just not on. Let's talk about it. Maybe you need to take some drugs or something, or you know whatever it is. If your libido's down, but we need to sort it out because otherwise you just get resentful of each other, and I think that's uh, that's not that's not a nice place to be. And it's much better to just talk about it. But sadly, because we're British, we don't like talking about sex. We don't like talking about all those things, and that's where we've that's why we end up in these situations. But communication, just sit down and say it. Uh, who wants to hear some pearls of wisdom, life hacks, things that people don't teach I think we've you actually at run school? Out, we've, run out of times. we've run out of time, Tim. Cue the theme tune. Oh, okay. TV Tim in the house. Life hacks. Life hacks. Pearls of wisdom. Don't let life mug you off. Mug. Right, so what happens is you get three random words, um, which are sent to me by Mark, and uh, then I have to find a amazing pearl of wisdom from my brain um, connected with the words. So the first doesn't one, happen every week, though, does it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Remember, um, if you are listening to this and take it seriously, I'm a TV presenter. Right, the first word is hair, 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 hair. 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 When you think you're having a bad hair day, no one else gives a damn or even notices. This is a great metaphor for life. Stop giving a shit what people think. Remember, they have better things to think about. They are thinking um, they are thinking what everybody else is thinking about them too. Mm. I mean, that's good. Uh, that sentence was a bit odd at the end, but I, the, the, th- the sentiment... <laughs> The sentiment was correcting. Well done. I wrote that quickly. They are thinking, everyone else is thinking about Why them too. Why did you write it quickly? Were you busy hoovering? <laughs> when, you, when you're having a bad day, it's true. You know, you, you, you well, we don't have bad hair days anymore. We haven't got any hair. No, left, but when I you do have actually. Hair if, I don't, if I don't cut it, really? it looks terrible. And you're going, oh, and you come around here and you think, oh, I wonder if you'll notice. No one notices because no one... Oh, I've cut it today. I cut it this morning. No one actually gives... Uh, Monkeys... Yeah, no one, I was just going to swear there, but monkeys is bad. No one gives the monkeys what you look like. No one cares. You just look the same every day to them. And you're going, oh, God, my hair. And everybody else is thinking the same thing. They're thinking, what does everyone else think about me? No one else. If you remember that, no one really gives a damn. I mean, if, you, if you've got really long flowing hair and you shave it, people will notice. But unless you're doing something extreme, no one cares. No one's, no one's thinking about you. Really, no one's thinking about you apart from your loved ones. And that is actually the meaning of life, a uh, meaning of love. Is No, it is. If if oh. if Mark came round to us, sorry, I've suddenly got cramp in my left leg. I'm on TV and I've got cramp. Can't believe this is happening to me. Um, if if you come, if you, if Mark came round here and I started going, oh Mark, you haven't shaved your head like you normally have. It's like slightly longer and all oh, this bit. That means I love you. What's the next? Um, <laughs> what's the next word, Tim? Nosy. Right. Remember, if you're nosy, you might find out stuff that you're better off not knowing about. I can't stress how important self-censorship is. If it says shocking picture, click here. Don't click. And that is really true. 
Don't be nosy. Don't go nosing into people's affairs. Don't do stuff like that because you might find out stuff that you really don't want to know. And especially the nosy world of the internet at the moment so is a really good way of describing it. You come across, I don't know, you're on one of these websites and it says, oh, shocking picture, not suitable for work, click here or something. If you click it, that image will not leave your mind. You can't unclick an image. You can't. What's that expression? Uh, I can't. Unsee it. Unsee it. You cannot unsee it. That's a very good. That's the right one. Yeah. So, you got, so I've got these ridiculous images in my mind that I can never get rid of. And the one that I've said on this podcast over and over again, which always re- recurs to in my mind, is the one where they, they were talking on a documentary about um, a fur how bad fur farming was and then they had this fox and they ripped its skin off while it was still alive its fur off and and i can't get it out of my mind and it haunts me and tortures me so what is the point in like doing that and listening to these things and doing it so be very careful if you're too nosy now this is the one i was struggling with a bit oh right so that those weren't the ones (laughs) (laughs) that good piece of advice don't click don't be clickbait right Trains. Uh, just, uh, I had a cancelled train this morning. And it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> trains. So I, st- I thought long and hard about this. It was not easy, but I think I've sussed it. Is it? Is this from the perspective of someone who never gets trains anywhere? I do. I get the tube In the, every right, day. Yeah, but they're always on time. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You're right. It's not so like, is uh, this is this going to be just chill out, man? It doesn't matter. Is that is it along those lines? Because if it is, I'm I'm I swear I'm going to hit something. <laughs> Don't swear. Uh, uh, trains. <laughs> Don't think of them as a train. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think I've had enough of that already. Oh, just the reception to this is going to be amazing. Trains. <laughs> uh, I was struggling with this one. Trains. <laughs> Don't think of them as a train. Think of them as a human zoo. You've paid your fare. Now you can observe the human species. Oh, dear God, As no. you speed through no, the country. <laughs> It's good, Mark. It's the come back here. Come back. It's the perfect way. It's the perfect way to observe the human species in all its glory. You just sit there and you think, "Hey, I've paid my whatever it is, how much your fare is, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the <laughs> human in their habitat." And it's quite an interesting way of watching humans because often they can be stressed, like Mark, or they can be relaxed, or they can be a little bit squiffy because they've had a few drinks after work or whatever. Uh, and it's a, a perfect environment for watching people. If they're young lovers, you can watch them get tactile with each other. It might be someone just taking some, reading the paper and getting angry about Brexit or Trump. Or it could be somebody just, I don't know, just eating a sandwich and you can watch the way they eat or chew. But it's like a human zoo. You pay a lot of money to go to a zoo and you've got all the humans to observe in the train. I don't think Mark's coming back. <laughs> Mark hates trains so much. Right, that's it for this week's podcast. We'll be back really soon. 
please please join in um if you want to uh i would like you to write in uh dear lovejoy podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us tim lovejoy at tim lovejoy is the twitter address remember thank you for our sponsors um go to cooker.co.uk sorry it's cooker pronounced cooker spelt cooker uh or if you want to get your free case of beer go to beer 52 b-e-e-r 52.com slash lovejoy i'll see you really soon peace and lovejoy